Well, today's International Women's Day. I always think about Dolores Hoffman, who wanted to be in the air cargo business so bad that back in 1966 or so, she went into Building 67, which was the big Pan Am Clipper building, still there out at JFK International Airport. And she drove a forklift truck at a time when the only women in the place were on calendars, unmentionable calendars that were around. When Cathay Pacific's cargo clan had a soft centerfold that dropped out like the Playboy magazine. They still call that magazine or digital magazine cargo clan, but although the people were fully clothed, I'm certain of that, it still objectified women. I remember that time in the business. We've all come through that. Thankfully, we're through that. In addition to Dolores, I remember Maria Canino, who was the uh, cargo sales manager in the early 70s for Kuwait Airways. I remember interviewing her with Dick Malkin once, and uh, what fun that was. She was in a little tiny office on Rockaway Boulevard, and uh, it was all, I remember it was all blue. <laughs> but anyway, just in time for International Women's Day this year, today, March 8th, Dorothea von Boxberg. She's the chairperson of the executive board and chief executive officer at Lufthansa Cargo. She came out with a very happy face amongst us, reporting 2020 delivered the best results in history for air cargo from Lufthansa Cargo, the airline based in Frankfurt. So today, we salute Dorothea on this very special day as she bolts out of the gate at a time when everywhere else financial reporting looks a lot much more like a bloodbath. Quote, we are pleased to close what was possibly the most challenging year in our company's history, she said. She told that to a gaggle of press people last Friday on a web call. For this year, she said, and this is a quote, we can say that we will have a good year in air freight again, although it will probably be not quite as good and the record levels we had seen in the past months. Lufthansa cut to profit, closing offices in Cargo City Sud, its main system hub at Frankfurt Airport. The carrier also eliminated jobs and senior employees in an all-out surge to slash expenses during its record profit year. But that's great. Most of that took place probably before uh, Dorothea ascended to her post. But she's a determined young lady. We met her a couple of times at CNS works very closely with Jan Krem, speaks very highly of her at United. And we applaud the fact that Lufthansa has a dynamic and female leader of its air cargo operation to bring that sensibility to an entirely different level at the airline. That could be said. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. Pay Cargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, 
tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the pay cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. When we review 2020, said Ingo Zimmer, CEO of leading global innovator ATC Aviation Services, the GSSA force in European cargo that has grown into the global leader during the past dozen years, quote, we firstly will recall all the people who suffered and died during this terrible pandemic. Our thoughts are with their relatives and their families. Fortunately, Ingo said, at ATC, most of our team members who were infected with COVID-19 were able to ride it out and had an easy course. I mean, if there is such a thing as an easy course, I guess getting through it is considered the big easy because you're still here, right? But there's no letting our guard down as 2021 gets into rhythm. ATC, for example, continues our weekly COVID call, wherein our global family of country managers update on the local situation and actions taken. A key element in our strategy from the outbreak of the pandemic was repositioning our team into home office operations. That very early move that continues in 2021 softens the impact of the raging virus. For team members who remained at the office, under closely watched conditions, with all the defensive sanitary conditions we instituted, including weekly shifts for better control of possible infections, we didn't take home office for granted either. People have space in their ultimate sanctuary, their homes allotted for living. To make the transition from office easier and more familiar to business, we handed over office equipment, including ATC laptops and personal computers, and also even office furniture for use at home. I guess we could probably surmise the office cooler where all the real meetings go on are still in the office. But that gives us something to think about, that face-to-face -face contact that we all long for so much. We'll be happy to gather around the water cooler again. What a wonderful idea that is. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay, so the idea out of the gate is COVID hit that continues today is a team at ATC Global that is well-prepared and equipped to be both comfortable and efficient with hardware to familiar surroundings. 
No laptops on an orange crate at ATC home office either, Ingo Zimmer smiled. Digitization business, as usual. All during the pandemic, the ATC experience, due to our belief and investment into an industry-leading high grade of digitalization, has allowed every aspect of our offering smooth sailing. The past year underscores that even after the COVID-19 crisis has passed, Team ATC will continue with our home office concept for some of our employees. Ingo Zimmer said, the idea here is not unique. We take what we've learned from this otherwise jarring and life-changing year-long experience and are working to have the best creative environment for all of our transportation professionals. The results up and down the line tell us that as a company, our attention to people first is a formula that works for customers and employees alike, Ingo said. Our acclaimed ATC COVID-19 task force that I mentioned handled an amazing number of PPE charters. ATC Innovation Logistics in 2021 have filled the skies with freighters and PH freighters, full to the brim with pharma, masks, gloves, and ancillary equipment. Same old, same old. Everybody has it, but... ATC has flown relief material and never before imagined quantities between the continents the world over. So what about tomorrow? Well, Ingo has a plan for that as well. If we look to the future as the threat from the pandemic subsides, we expect less activity in vaccine shipments. Well, from your mouth to God's ears, the herd mentality and eventual herd immunity takes hold and the world gets deliverance from this mess, we certainly will hope for less activity in vaccine shipments. Firstly, it'll happen, Ingo said, because although not predicted, the need for capacity has been lower than expected. You can ship a million doses of vaccines on a single B787 PAX freighter. Secondly, we note that most of the transportation agreements are directly between governments and national carriers. But I believe that digitalization was the most important challenge we've been able to address with some very positive results that have been critical. Underscore the words critical. To our success, Ingo said, just in time, you might say, new reservations software was up and running after being officially implemented in our 32 ATC country organizations worldwide. We also moved to Microsoft 365 Global Cloud Solutions. Power B1 is a software to visualize information that ATC has linked into a data lake that now contains all financial information as well as market information and statistics. These digitalized tools of the trade that will one day become normal with others are up and running right now. Right now as you hear me talk about this at ATC, Ingo Zimmer said. In enhancing digitalization in transportation, there is no hocus-pocus. Information transparency benefits our service partners and is helpful as a tool for all of our sales departments, as example, all around the world. Right now, the ATC Reservation Department bots transfer information into the systems of our customers that eliminate the need for costly manual double entries. 
leading the way in GSSA. Ingo said in 2021, ATC is among the first cargo GSSAs in the world offering a global e-booking solution. Within the next 14 days in March, before the end of this month, you'll see the rollout in 32 countries where we'll operate these offices so that airlines represented by ATC can easily book via our ATC webpage. Just like all stakeholders in our industry, Ingo said, ATC has suffered from the loss of capacity due to reduced passenger flight operations. But always working in close contact and complete cooperation with our airline partners, we continue to pioneer inventive solutions put into force by the best, most experienced, and dedicated team of transportation specialists in the world. We have managed the yield and our airline customers have benefited from the increased rates, Ingo smiled. Last year, during 2020, ATC business was strong and much better than the market. ATC turnover was 237,000 tons of air cargo. For our airline customers, however, the greatest satisfaction is that our efforts have impacted the world as it struggled to manage the terrible crisis. Now, the outlook for 2021, Ingo said, is good. In January and February, ATC achieved pre-COVID period tonnage numbers, and the demand and yields are still very strong. Cargo tenders are on a very high level. Some passenger airlines converted aircraft into freighters or even bought freighters. To be a reliable GSSA offers solutions and also, as mentioned, the idea that we can bring something vital to people that are looking at the bottom line during an extremely difficult time. Well, we're here. We're here to help. We're ready, willing, and we're able, Ingo Zimmer said. ATC continues building because it wants and is able to handle more business. That's what Ingo Zimmer had to say. Thanks a lot, Ingo. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Sometimes the best way to figure out where you're going is to take a moment and ponder where you've been. There are a lot of people in this world that worked in the air cargo business, that worked in our side of the transportation uh, situation and have gone on to retire or to gone on either to other businesses or even other uh, companies within the cargo business. As an example, our good friend Niels Haupt, the top corporate communications officer at uh, Lufthansa Cargo for years and years and years. Today, he occupies that particular post at Hapag Lloyd AG, the fifth biggest container shipping line worldwide. As I said, he served the same kind of a uh, position at Lufthansa Cargo between 2002 and 2012. And I might add, during that time, Lufthansa was a very active, old-style public relations with the press kind of a force in our business. Many, many carriers have given that kind of uh, contact up, but Lufthansa still maintained it. And it was enlightening. It was beautiful. It was something that helped the industry 
Anyway, so we got in touch with Niels. You know, we didn't, we sent out letters to several people, but we heard back from Niels and this is what he said. We live in challenging times. During the pandemic, our industry is under enormous pressure to fulfill their promises as online orders are skyrocketing, air cargo is booming, and also ocean freight is surging again. But still, undoubtedly, the logistics industry is totally underestimated in public, although it's crucial for the success of our global economy. The transportation of a box from South China to a remote village in Wisconsin, just within a few days, is taken for granted. The huge complexity of our business and the interdependence of the various players is hardly understood and barely appreciated. People keep applauding the nurses and doctors, deservedly so, while truck drivers, seafarers, and warehouse workers are the unseen and unheard from heroes during this pandemic. As a communication professional in this industry for close to two decades, I'm asking myself, what have we done wrong until today? And what do we need to do in the future to make this industry more heard and more seen and more appreciated? There are still so many stories to be told, so many heroes to be named, so many logistics records to be revealed. Admittedly, Niels Haupt said, I don't believe that the pandemic will help us receive more worldwide acclaim, okay? We are and we will remain the Sherpas who are the indispensable to reach, who are indispensable to reach the mountaintop. Well said, Niels. And while doing this day in and day out, we might have become too humble to be in the limelight. While saying this, still, tens of thousands of seafarers are not allowed to leave their vessels, many of them having served more than one year on board without knowing when they will finally see their loved ones again. Yes, maybe we are the Sherpas, but perhaps now is the perfect time to speak up and stop being humble. Super duper, Niels, thanks for that. Here's another one. Wrote to Isaac Najankin, great, great cargo professional. Mr. Air Cargo for his lengthy run at uh, pioneering Varig Brazilian Airlines. Remember them? That's a company that was founded in 1927 and, and finally ended just short of 80 years in 2006. Later, Isaac served at Cargo Airlines during a distinguished 30-plus year air cargo career where, when in addition to guiding the fortunes of the aforementioned varied cargo, he initiated and supported, this is important, every effort to advance the air cargo industry. I mean, he was in on the ground floor of Tiaka. He was in on the ground floor of CNS. He's, he's one of these people that used whatever force he had in the cargo business for good, up and down, great guy, uh, Isaac Najankin, great, great professional. Yeah. Today, he's retired. But you know, like a lot of guys that are in the cargo business, he's still thinking about these things. This is what he said. Listen to this. Quote, no doubt COVID-19 has completely changed the landscape of the world today. Until things normalize in the short term, people will be more cautious, which will result in major flight reductions and less capacity. Okay, we got that. Less capacity will now, more than ever, challenge air cargo to be inventive and entrepreneurial and management, and will certainly also be increased demand as business gets back to normal. That's what we'll see. Right now, forwarders and large shippers 
look to cargo companies to charter aircraft and move goods when capacity is not there. And this appears to be the trend moving forward. Air cargo has always been a crucial component in the supply chain. From its inceptions, it has always been the go-to solution in getting time-sensitive and time-critical shipments, vaccines, PPE, pharmaceuticals, donor organs to their destinations efficiently and expeditiously. As companies realize the continued growth of air cargo and how it benefits the global community, what we should be doing is concentrating our efforts toward developing every way we can better adapt to delivering supply and demand. For some airlines that handle passengers, cargo have in some cases been treated as a third wheel. Passenger movements always hold more value has been the rule. However, during this protractive meltdown, during the COVID-19 lockdown worldwide, we have seen how quickly airlines work in total survival mode and move passenger aircraft to cargo. So right now, cargo is the story, and in many cases, and on a par and even outstripping passenger activity. But I have my doubts how long this will last. For the all-cargo carriers, many of those companies have seen their prospects rebound and some brought mothballed aircraft back from the dead. Right now and into the future, demand is there. Air cargo should remain center stage reaping the benefit of enhanced visibility and profits for a long time to come. Despite the global ordeal and terrible suffering and loss of life, we are battling through what feels to many as the perfect storms. But with compassion and determination and reaching out to each other and lending a helping hand, Air Cargo will do what it's always done. It'll find a way and a heart and soul to deliver. Now that's from Isaac Najankin. Car Air Cargo Industry Patriot and uh, wonderful voice to hear once again. This is Jeffrey Aaron thanking both of these fellas, Niels Haup and Isaac, from coming back and sharing some thoughts. Here's a quick one. Hyderabad, India headquartered Rockwell Industries specializes in commercial coal chain and it recently launched Chiller Mill. Claimed to be the world's first chiller freezer powered by hybrid solar and wind renewable energy, Rockwell claims Chiller Mill is ideal for storing vaccines. Ashok Gupta, managing director Rockwell Industry notes, there are places, especially many rural hospitals and immunization sites that can't depend on the unreliable power supply. With Chiller Mill, the health sector takes a big step in overcoming these challenges, Gupta said. So you check out rockwell.co.in and you'll learn more about Chiller Mill. Pretty cool branding name, we say. Wonder if it works. Wonder how the hybrid works. Do you have to put it on the roof while the wind blows? Let's see. Rockwell.co.in. Check it out.
And now, too cool, McCool. As he approaches his 90th year, Ireland's air freight forwarding pioneer and industry founder, Sean McCool of International Airline Marketing Limited, IAM, has been inducted, we learn, into the All-Ireland Business Foundation, AIBF Hall of Fame for lifetime achievements and his contribution to the air cargo business. Quote, the accolade, AIBF said, is in recognition of Sean's outstanding contribution to Irish industry and commerce over the seven decades of his career. In our opinion, the pioneering work undertaken by Sean in the development of the air cargo sector has made an enormous contribution to the flow of cargo on and off the island, an infrastructure which has established Ireland as a major global export hub. Wow. I'm delighted, Sean said, to have been selected for this lovely award and extend my heartfelt congratulations to the other accredited companies and to All Ireland Business Foundation for its excellent work bringing business partners together. Look, at a time in life when everything is changing, the McCools, both Father Sean and son Ian, have collectively been a constant of the Irish air cargo scene for more than 70 years. You could say they invented it. Their company established by Sean in 89, International Airlines Marketing Limited, right now is Ireland's largest air cargo GSSA, responsible for over 20% of all air freight traffic from Ireland. The father and son team IAM has served many carriers, including American, Etihad, Air Canada, All Nippon, South African, and others. Sean's career began in the 1950s at Seaboard World Airlines. That was his first airline job. I want to mention that some of the greatest people in air cargo came out of Seaboard. And this was a small can-do company based at Idlewild at JFK International Airport. Launched so many great people in air cargo. And uh, sometime soon we're going to do a special. Bill Bosch is one of the people that came out of Seaboard. Do a special about about Seaboard World and, and the long, long life of that airline, the founder of the uh, uh, airport marketing idea that really accelerated into the 21st century, Jim Larson, was a ramp guy at Seaboard. I mean, he was an important ramp guy at Seaboard, but the point is he learned the business of air cargo from the ramp up at Seaboard World. It was a great, great, great training ground. Mention the name John Mahoney. Look that up in your Funkin' Wagnalls, as they used to say on the uh, Laugh-In show. John Mahoney was a guy that was a tremendous trainer of people and, a, and an inspiration to people in the business. Last time I saw John, he was sitting up in Wilton, Connecticut with uh, John Emery Jr. Back in the day, must have been 35, 40 years ago. But at the beginning, it's what he did at Seaboard that made that guy's name and also brought a lot of people that are, some still that are in the business along. Well, anyway, this is about Sean McCool. Later, he moved to Brinks after he was beginning his, you know, 1950s at Seaboard. Uh, he introduced Brinks, by the way, into Ireland and where he was responsible for the establishment of the uh, uh, cargo operations they had also in throughout Europe. 
Between 1960 and 64, Sean McCool participated as an Aerolingus executive on the marketing committee of the Confederation of Irish Industries. Sean is a founding member of the Irish Air Cargo Institute and the Irish Institute of Freight Forwarders, where he was awarded an honorary fellowship for service to industry. Sean is a former council member of FIATA, the Irish Exporters Association, and a past VP of the European Confederation of National Freight Forwarders Associations, CLECOT, a consultative body to the EU Commissioner of Transport. Take a moment out for the birds. My first airline job was at Seaboard World, as he said, and I loved it. I was responsible for sales and operations, and I was on call around the clock. What a training ground that was. I'd call the cargo terminal from home every morning before the night shift left to make sure the place was still there. <laughs> no, he said to make sure the transfers had been made. Because, you know, the freight's a night animal. Sometimes after the flight came in, I'd get a call in the middle of the night and go out to the airport to sort the shipments. That's the way it worked. It was all hands on deck back in those days, Sean remembered. On the sales side, I spent a lot of time contacting forwarding agents here in Ireland. There weren't too many of them back in those days, Sean recalled. I would also spend several days a month out on the road converting surface to air. Because you know, that wasn't gonna happen all by itself. It was account for account, personality for personality, Guinness Stout for Guinness Stout, we built our company, we built our reputation one customer at a time. And then we kept those customers. It was tough work. It took months, maybe even a year before a shipper would even pay any attention to us. But I must say that from the beginning, this has been a joyous ride in an industry filled with wonderful people, Sean McCool said. The training and experience and rolling up our sleeves and getting down to doing whatever it takes still serves the IAM team today, Ian McCool said. That's Sean's son. Despite the current challenges, we continue to move toward returning to a new normal. Right now, staying close to the customer and keeping everybody on the same page is key. The best surprise we discover is no surprise, Ian McCool said. He also added, having his dad around is always a good thing. Well, we second that. God bless and good luck to the McCools as they carry on a wonderful family tradition in a great place in Dublin, Ireland. And for your time this time, until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying, wear your mask, got to keep wearing those masks. Keep them flying air cargo. Be good to each other, will you? We'll see you down the trail. Goodbye.